Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, welcome back. Darren Mitchell here, and you're listening to another brand new episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast coming to you from the Macedon Rangers on this Friday, the 23rd of February, 2024. Cannot believe that is nearly two months down in the new year. Time flies, and particularly when you get older. Uh, people used to tell me that when you get over 40, time flies, but I've got to say, when you get over 50, it goes even quicker. So, uh, God life goes so quickly so there's uh there's so much to do and appears so little time to get it done so wherever you happen to be listening to this particular episode in the world i trust you've had a fantastic week i trust you've uh, made every single post a winner and i also trust that your team has actually made some inroads into the opportunities that they are working on that will bear fruit either next week in two weeks time or next month or in a couple of months time because it's all about making those investments and uh, continuing to create the seeds to be harvested in uh, in one or two months, maybe three months' time. So as we wrap up the week, I wanted to talk about a, a topic that is very pertinent, and it's a topic that I often talk to sales leaders about, as well as sales teams, and that is failure, making mistakes. And the topic of this episode is similar to a topic that I posted on LinkedIn last weekend, which is all about mistakes are rarely fatal, and failure is rarely Final. Now, what's really interesting about this, and you might think, oh, that's that's quite a dramatic type of title, particularly talking about mistakes being really fatal. Well, the fact of the matter is, uh, most mistakes that people make, particularly salespeople make, are not that big and not that bad in the whole scheme of things. And yet, it's amazing the number of people I talk to, and particularly with salespeople, who are so reticent to make a mistake because they have the fear of God that's been put into them either by their sales manager or by their senior directors that they have this fixation that every single call they make, every email they send, every action they take is almost being watched like a hawk. And they have this belief that they have to get it right and they're not allowed to make mistakes. And it's absolutely fascinating that they go out of their way to avoid getting things wrong, making mistakes, and in many cases don't take any action whatsoever because they've got the fear of any retribution. So they don't take any chance at all. And so often the feedback they get, though, is when they get something wrong or when they do something wrong, the feedback is so negative and discriminatory, it discourages them from even trying in the first place. And this is conditioning. So when I always talk about the fact that as leaders, as salespeople, but as, as individuals, we are always conditioning other people around us on how to treat us, but also we are also being conditioned by other people on how to treat them. And this goes both ways as well. So if you've got a a person who is running a really tight ship and they have this fixation that we have to get everything right. And there might be a personality type that they're really detailed, that they're afraid of making mistakes for fear of retribution for their manager or whatever the case might be. Often that creates an environment where the people in their team are also in exactly the same boat. And they're afraid of jumping out of their comfort zone because if they get something wrong, the I guess the, the comfort of not doing something in the first place is a lot better than any discomfort that might be created with a hard conversation that has to be had because they've made a mistake. And so what tends to happen is you have teams that therefore become 
stagnant. And it's not a great environment to operate operate in, and it's not a great environment to lead in. It means that it stifles growth, it stifles development, and ultimately it stifles results. And here's the thing, when people look at a lack of results, uh, they then equate that in many cases to a level of failure. Now, it's very easy for senior executives to sit behind their desks, look at spreadsheets and say, this team is not performing, and yet try to um, rule the organization with an iron fist and wonder why we're not actually making progress. And from personal experience, I have worked in uh, environments where this has been the case, where you've had a, a senior leader who had responsibility over a division of an organization, and hence within that division you had the sales force and all the sales leaders and, and obviously the sales teams but they had never been in sales themselves. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing because I know that there are a number of great executives who can run very, very efficient, very, very successful and highly engaged teams and they have had no experience in sales whatsoever. So this comes down to an approach and an attitude. Um, and, it's, and the whole point of this particular episode is to, is to try to instill within you that if you're a, a sales leader or a salesperson aspiring to be a sales leader, you've got to actually create the environment where mistakes are actually commonplace they are actually encouraged. They are not um, discriminated against. They're not uh, used as a, as a, I guess, as a stick to try and beat people down, to try and uh, criticize. They are used as stepping stones to develop and get better, to hopefully improve our results and be, create sustainability. But I've been in many organizations and in many teams where that wasn't the case, where it was almost like, well, we, are, we have such the perfect product, we have such the perfect process, and we therefore have, in our own eyes, the perfect customers. And when that didn't eventuate, it was literally like a, um, a Spanish Inquisition to say, what the hell was going on? Why isn't this customer doing business? And they were looking for scapegoats. They were looking for people to blame as to why these customers did not come on board. And they never contemplated the fact that perhaps we were talking to the wrong customers or the customers didn't have any compelling reason to actually make a purchase or make any changes to their existing services or there was no budget, or there's a whole host of other reasons. But these executives would simply look at the fact that these customers didn't come on board. They saw mistakes being made, and it was all about criticality and condemnation, and it was a negative, negative environment. Not great. Now, I have lived through that, and I've seen others live through that, and even I see it today in 2023 and 2024. Um, and I deeply empathize with people in this environment, and I actively encourage them to find the courage to seek an alternative environment where... There is a completely different philosophy. And this is the other thing. A lot of people are in roles where they feel as if there's no other opportunity available to them, and hence they stay in the same environment. Now, whilst the grass is not always greener on the other side, and uh, you've got to go through that experience to actually recognize that, often, if you're in a negative environment where there's an environment that stifles growth, stifles opportunities, and where people are looking upon mistakes as being bad. We've got to look for another opportunity. We've got to look for another environment to go to because over time, you then become what we call institutionalized. And I've seen this happen with a lot of people. They stay in a role that they perhaps don't necessarily like or don't enjoy, but they don't know what else is out there. They don't seek what's out there. They have managers that are perhaps a little bit um, dictatorial, a bit of command and control, but it, it does create a level of comfort, unfortunately. And as, as weird as that sounds, it does create comfort levels for a lot of people, and it's easy to fall into the institutionalization. And I've worked with a couple of organizations, one in particular, where that is very much the case for certain areas within that particular business. And I won't mention the organization, but uh, it's not great. Now, institutionalization is not positive, and it doesn't lead to high performance. So we need to look at different environments. Now, if we're a sales leader right now, 
and we're in an environment where there's not an encouragement to press uh, press the boundaries, go beyond the boundaries, look beyond the comfort zone, but we're having to operate within certain parameters and mistakes are frowned upon, then it's time to look for a new environment and a new environment that has a completely different philosophy. A philosophy where the only way to develop and the only way to grow is to step outside of the comfort zone and to explore what we call the learning zone and know that there's going to be support and encouragement when a mistake is made and not criticized and condemned when a mistake is made. And I talk about this with leaders all the time and often I'll, I'll, I'll share with a leader uh, and particularly if it's a group situation, I'll ask the group, uh, what is the biggest mistake that you have made this week? Now, it's really interesting to watch the responses to that question because for many leaders, it's a question that is never kind of thought of because they operate in an environment where these mistakes are frowned upon. But I'm trying to teach them that the only way to develop, the only way to expand your own leadership and the only way to help your team expand is to get into a position where you're doing some things that are unfamiliar. We have to jump out of our comfort zone because if an organization stayed within their comfort zone, and it's the old adage that um, Albert Einstein talked about, the fact that if you keep doing the same thing and expect a different result, then it's a definition of insanity. I also like to think about if, if you keep doing the same things that you've always done, you'll keep getting the same results that you've always got. Now, if you think about sales, we are always under the, under the I guess, the expectation and the pressure to continue to move forward and develop new frontiers and to increase growth rates and to increase revenue and sales. So I don't know a sales team on the planet that has had a negative growth target given to them year upon year. There's always an upward trajectory and sometimes that upward trajectory is uh, is very unrealistic when you look at it at the start of the year. Um, so it means that we have to jump out of our comfort zone. So we can't we can't be doing the same things this year as we did last year and expect significantly better and different results. So it presupposes we have to jump out of our comfort zone. And this is what we need to get leaders to do more and more and more. The only way to do that is to encourage themselves, but also encourage their teams to do some things that perhaps they've never done before. And it doesn't need to have to be something massive. It's just some incremental thing. So I often say to people, what is one thing you could do this week that you didn't do last week? For example, it could be, you know what, I'm going to approach a senior executive that I haven't approached before, and I'm not going to put any pressure on the outcome, but I'm going to reach out and I'm going to have the right of intention. This is what my plan is. This is what the outcome I'm looking for, and I'm just going to take a chance, right? Whether it comes off, whether I answer the phone, whether they tell me the bugger off, whatever the case might be, it's okay, but I'm going to do something that's a little bit out of my comfort zone. Now, if you can do that, and if you can do that over time, then you'll start to uh, condition yourself, and through that, you'll start to condition your team that doing things a little bit differently and a little bit over the over the comfort zone is actually a good thing because what tends to happen is through the level of action, there's a thing called confidence that gets delivered. And this is one of the key lessons for sales leaders in particular, particularly if you're operating in an environment where uh, people around you are expecting things to be done correctly and to get the right result. Sales is a is a phenomenal career, but it's also a career that has lots of ups and downs. It has lots of challenges, but it also has lots of opportunities. And I was running a workshop yesterday, and we were talking about sales and handling objections and things like that. And we were talking about the fact that nothing actually happens at all until a sale is made. And the only way a sale is made is we have to go and approach and ask a customer, a potential customer, whether they are interested because people are not necessarily going to be interested and companies are not going to be necessarily interested until and unless we ask them. Now, that presupposes that we have to go and be proactive and do the reach out campaigns 
and jump out of our comfort zone, particularly when it comes to something that we're normally expecting others to come to us and others to ask us to do business with us. It's and particularly in sales, this is this is an absolute must. So doing things that are outside of the comfort zone, but also getting into what we call the learning zone, which means you're going to be learning something about yourself. You might also be learning something about the technique. You might also be learning about something about your customer or your company by jumping out of your comfort zone. And what tends to happen, the more you do that, the more comfortable it becomes. And guess what? Your comfort zone starts to expand. And so this is the philosophy that great sales leaders will always adhere to. And that is, we've got to be doing something different today that we didn't do yesterday because there's something new to learn today that we didn't know yesterday. And it's the constant and never-ending improvement cycle. And so when you have a sales leader that is encouraging mistakes to be made, it's a case of, well, the philosophy then promotes winning or learning, not winning or losing. And it's a philosophy where failure is not final if you stay in the game. This is the other thing that we talk about a lot, the fact that failure really is only failure if we give up. Because if you listen to Simon Sinek, if you read Simon Sinek's book, the infinite game, most organizations unfortunately have a finite thinking. And when you think about sales organizations that measure performance and measure quote unquote success based on specific timelines, that's very that's a very clear example of finite thinking. Now, we know that people have to and organizations have to report to the marketplace and we get all that. But what Simon's talking about is the fact, you know what, even if you've got a customer that doesn't purchase in this financial year, if you still nurture that customer, there's a high probability that they'll purchase in the next financial year. And if you continue to nurture that relationship, then you'll continue to have a good business relationship with that particular organization. So the only way that failure becomes final is if we give up and we stop. And what it does remind me of, of and I wrote this in the in the post on LinkedIn, is there was a, a great quote that I heard the coach of Melbourne Storm, the Australian Rugby League organization down here in Melbourne, Craig Bellamy, he shared on a podcast recently, he said, he was actually, I think he was actually given a, a quote from his one of his daughters because he was going through a tumultuous time where the organization was stripped of premiership points. And it's a, it's a big, big, big story back in the day, but it was about um, salary cap rorts and some big mistakes were made. But again, these were not fatal. And one of the quotes that he was given by one of his daughters was, was it said that, know that in the end, everything will be okay. And if it's not okay, it is not the end. And I thought, what a phenomenal saying that is. And it's a great reminder for us that if we haven't, uh, if we haven't got to the point where everything's okay, keep going because it means that it's not the end yet. And so as we as we wrap up this particular week, I wanted to get you to think about the, the environment that you are presiding over in your team, but also the environment that you are part of as part of your wider team as well. And, and look up to your sales leadership um, directors, look up into the organization and also look across the organization. Uh, is there an encouragement level across the team where people are being encouraged to push beyond their comfort zone? to take risks, to take chances, and to stay in the game? Uh, or is there an environment where risks are frowned upon and mistakes are also frowned upon? As I share with clients all the time, if the action you take and the decisions you make don't cost the business millions of dollars, or put your health and well-being and those of your team and your customers in jeopardy, then what is the worst possible thing that can happen? And it's a lesson, right? There'll be a lesson. And that lesson is there to help you get better and is getting you prepared for the next opportunity that will be presented. That if you didn't go through that lesson, if you didn't go through and make that mistake, you probably would never have got that opportunity. So here's the key message as we wrap up this episode. Encourage mistakes, learn from them, provide feedback and understand that mistakes are not fatal 
and failure is not final. Just stay the course. So I trust that message helps and I trust that message reaches you just at the right time to hear it. And if you'd like some help uh, becoming an exceptional sales leader, if you'd like some help with driving your team to exceptional results as well, love to have a conversation. Simply go to leadwithdarren.com, pick a time, we'll jump on a call, have a conversation, map out a plan and get to work. So I look forward to that conversation. Have a phenomenal weekend and look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.